0: Hello and welcome to the 43rd episode of the iPhone Life podcast. I'm Sarah Kingsbury, Senior Web Editor of iPhoneLife.com. And I'm Connor Carey, Feature Web Writer of iPhoneLife.com. Each week we talk to you about the best apps, great gear, and current events in the iOS world. This week we'll be talking about iOS 10 bugs and fixes. Um, And also, we're going to have a special news section um, in which our CEO and publisher, David Auerbach, will be joining us to talk about the fifth anniversary of Steve Jobs and uh, Google's really cool announcement that they had on October 4th. So, but first, before we get into all of that, I want to take a moment to tell you about our free tip of the day newsletter. When you sign up, we send you tips on how to save time and master your iPhone or iPad in one minute a day send that by email our tips are a great way to learn more ways you can use your iPhone so go to iphonelifecom life.com daily tips to sign up and Connor is gonna share her favorite iPhone or iPad tip from this week so my favorite tip of the week is how to forward a text message
1: on iPhone and I chose this because I've noticed since updating to iOS 10 some people are saying this is this feature is gone I can't do this anymore rest assured it's still there so in order to do this, open up the message that you want to forward. Tap and hold the message, and when you tap and hold, copy more, and also those like reaction right, things like a little, a, a couple
0: of little menus. One on top with things you can react to, and then a bottom menu with copy and more. more yeah. will pop up exactly.
1: So then tap more, and. When you tap more, a bunch of empty circles will pop up next to all your messages. So tap the circles next to the messages that you want to forward. And then in the bottom right corner, there's a little forward arrow. And when you tap that, it'll start a new message with the forwarding messages. Enter who you wanna send it to. Um, If you wanna let them know that you're forwarding a text message, add some words to say, hey, I got this message, I'm forwarding it to you. Because otherwise,
0: it just sends as though that were the message, and then tap send. Yep, I actually find myself forwarding messages a fair amount. Like if someone sends me a cute picture (laughs) that I want to share, like Connor took a picture of my dogs the other day, and then I forwarded it to my daughter. Um, Things like that. It's pretty. It's pretty handy to be able to do that rather than say copying and pasting the message or saving the photo and forwarding it. So. It's pretty handy, but do keep in mind that there's zero indication that it's a forwarded message. Right. Um, All right, so if you want more tips like that, go to iphonelife.com slash daily tips to subscribe. And if you like that tip and want even more in-depth stuff, we have an Insider Premium subscription um, that gives you uh, the tips as well as a video version every day, just a short video tip that will walk you through the tip. So you can see exactly what it does. Um, we also have in-depth video tutorials and guides because awesome some things about your iPhone and iPad really don't work in a one minute tip. You need like in-depth information about it. And we have a whole archive of really great video guides. Um, I think our latest one was how to use iOS 10. Yeah, super helpful because some of the things aren't so obvious. Um, You get a digital subscription to the magazine, uh, which includes the full archive. So every issue, it's really great. Like if you want to go back and look at our older app recommendations Mm -hmm. or gear guides. Um, And we also have Ask an Editor, which where (laughs) you get to email (laughs) us and one of our editors, usually me, (laughs) will uh, answer your questions. So if you have a question that's not covered in one of our tips or some kind of troubleshooting thing, yeah. uh, you can send us that and we will answer. So here's a recent question from an insider. Um, the insider wants to know, how do you name a group in the Messages app for iPhone 6 Plus and how do you add another person to that group? So this uh, the answer really applies to any iPhone that's running, right. you know, an iOS recent enough to have group messages. Right. Um, might look a little different if you're using an old iOS. And if you are, you should upgrade. <laughs> Unless you have a really old phone, in which case, maybe you can't. not. <laughs> so, first, to name a group in the Messages app, uh, you should tap the little eye that's in a circle at the top right of the message conversation. And then at the very top of that screen, it'll say Tap. I don't, no, it won't say Tap. It'll say Enter a group name, and you tap on that. And then you can just type in the name and tap done. And then that will everyone, it's interesting, everyone in the group message will see that name. Mm -hmm. So if you're naming the annoying people I'm in a group message with, (laughs) they'll know that. So so choose a name that won't offend anyone. (laughs) Um, And on that same screen, uh, if you want to add people to the conversation, you scroll down to the bottom of the list of participants and you tap add contact And then you enter the contact's info, either their phone number or if they're a saved contact, just their name, and tap done when you're finished. And then you'll have added that person. So that's how you do it. And it's a really handy feature if you don't mind group messages, which they can be handy. They can be out of control. And actually on that same page, you can choose to leave the conversation or mute the notifications from that conversation. I've done that because sometimes they kind of blow up or two people take over the group message conversation and then you're like, I really don't care about this text message conversation you're having. Just a group message etiquette point. If you are going to have a private conversation with someone in that group message, just start a separate private text message conversation. It's true. Not everyone else wants to read your text message conversations if they're not specifically relevant. relevant. Right. So... If you want to check it out, we, there's a 30-day money-back guarantee, so you can go to iphonelife.com insider and subscribe there. Now let's get to this week's news, and today we're joined by David Averbach, our CEO and publisher, who's going to share his thoughts on some cool topics. Hi, guys. So first, let's talk about something really interesting that happened yesterday, the Google announcement. Yeah. So it was a pretty cool announcement, actually. David, what did they announce?
2: Well, Google, let's start with kind of the big picture, because they announced a lot of new products, but I think the biggest thing is Google has officially decided to become a hardware manufacturer. Right. And they've been kind of flirting with the idea for a while now, Right. but they're really into it now. <laughs> they've gone all in on this. Um, yeah. And so they announced a wide spectrum of products. Uh, the most exciting one is the Google Pixel. Right. Which is, And Pixel XL. And Pixel XL, uh, which is Google's new phone. Mm-hmm. In addition to that, they announced the Daydream, yes, which is basically... A uh, virtual reality headset that goes over your face and you can put the pixel phone and other daydream compatible phones in the front of it and it becomes that will serve as a screen uh and it
0: becomes a full-fledged virtual reality
1: and it's also cool. like a pillow it's like yeah they cushiony made a and comfort-y big
0: and... deal about how comfy and cozy it's yeah. supposed to be and how they worked especially with like Fabric Designers. people to like. It s- looks stylish. <laughs> and comfy? <laughs>
2: and comfy, yes. <laughs> uh, and they announced uh, Wi Fi. Uh, they, they announced a new router. Uh, what was cool about the router was that you can put it in multiple places around your home. So rather than having mm-hmm. one router in one corner of your house, and if you're in another corner of your house, you can't really reach the router. I'm so
0: excited about this. Yeah. <laughs> now
2: Now they have little pucks that you place all over your house for better compatibility. That's smart. Uh, And then the last thing is Google Home. Right. Which is, I guess it's kind of like their answer to uh, Amazon Echo.
1: Yeah, and it's like $50 Mm -hmm. less too. Okay. So So
2: that's, if you don't know about Amazon Echo, it's basically a speaker that you can talk to that can not only play music for you, but Mm -hmm. control various things through uh, what they're calling Google Assistant. Right. Um, The thing that to me was most interesting was right in the beginning uh google ceo uh, and i'm gonna blank on his name uh he said that, <laughs> silence yeah. no
0: you're like do from... y'all know we're like no <laughs> i do know but it's not coming to mind i
2: i know but i'm i feel like i'm gonna butcher it so i'm just not gonna say it uh so what he said was that we are now living in... We're, we're Before, we were living in a mobile revolution, right? Like, hmm. the mobile device was the new, most exciting thing. Right. And now we're living in an AI-driven industry. That's true. And that just blew my mind. And he compared it to the beginning of the personal computer industry and said it was going to be that significant. Uh-huh.
0: So here's my question for you. Mm-hmm. Do you think Apple has something to worry about? Because this mm. is it seemed just in terms of the whole integration of everything and how like the phones are pretty amazing. I feel like Google's, Google assistant or whatever version of, you know, their, their voice activated assistant has always been better than Apple's lately. Mm -hmm. So do you think, I mean, because right now it's hard to imagine a world in which Apple is not really dominant, but that's been the case with other companies that aren't even in existence now.
2: I think hundred percent, Apple has something to worry about with this. Apple's really gotten off easy in the last four or five years because right. if you look at the profits, we talk about you know market share of Android versus iOS and it's misleading because a large part of the market share belongs to Android but those are cheap phones for people who aren't right. spending a lot of money and don't really care about operating system mm. if you look at profits apple has something like 95% of the profits right and really i don't believe that samsung is a particularly innovative company no their their galaxy is a great phone it does mm-hmm. good things but they're not pushing the envelope forward in a significant way. They come up with, you know, oh, we have a faster processor now, our camera has more megapixels, but they're not reinventing the phone every three years or every two years or something like that. So Apple really had, and there aren't really any other competitors to Apple in terms of the iPhone. Yeah. HTC has failed. Right. Well, I mean, they 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 exist, but they well, aren't really. Well, they have they actually
0: share. built these phones to the Pixels. Oh, they did. Okay. Yeah. And but,
2: HTC hmm. has always kind of had a reputation of being the best phone that nobody bought. <laughs> so <laughs> right. it, it's not that they're a bad company, but they failed to gain market share. But I think Google has the marketing power. They have mm-hmm. the innovation, the culture to actually be a legitimate competitor to Apple. Right.
0: And. They're totally taking the whole... The thing about Apple is you get sucked into the ecosystem mm-hmm. right. that fits together so well. And I, I'm i pretty excited about this Google ecosystem that they're basically creating. They're finally... They've always had the software. They're finally really like doing the hardware.
2: Well, and that's why Google can be a competitor to Apple in a way that Samsung can't. Mm-hmm. Samsung can produce great phones, but it's becoming more and more about the ecosystem, and right. they're not software developers. Whereas Google, mm-hmm. really, I would argue, is better... In some ways at software development than Apple is. Like the I don't think Siri is as strong as Google Assistant is.
0: No, that's I mean, to be honest, I haven't done a lot with Google Assistant, but that's definitely what I've heard from everyone who's Mm -hmm. used both systems. Mm. Uh
2: and the other thing that really impressed me was the vision. The vision, again, Samsung comes out and releases a phone and they say good news, we have more megapixels on our camera than Apple. Right. This was a full vision. This was a roadmap for 10, 20 years down the road of the company that Google will be, uh, and that was exciting. Yeah. It felt like a seminal moment in technolo- in the tech world. Right. You know? Which
0: I feel like we've kind of been lacking. People keep looking to Apple for that big, exciting moment, and there's been some cool changes, but yeah. there hasn't been a seminal moment for a long time. That's
2: true. I agree, and you know what? As an Apple fan, as an iPhone fan, I was so excited because this is something that will push the entire industry forward, that'll force Apple to really adopt. Because Apple's, I mean, I think Apple's doing a great job innovating all on their own without having a lot of competition pressing them, but they're doing annoying little things. Like somebody was writing an article today about how they just upgraded, they're paying like $5 a month for their... um, phone store for their storage, iCloud storage, iCloud storage to yeah, store their photos. Google has
0: unlimited yeah. photo storage. Like you can take these huge pictures and videos and mm-hmm. not pay to yeah. store that. And That's
2: so the, those little ways in which Apple's trying to Nicole. make a buck because there's nobody else out there, Google <laughs> mm-hmm. can push them and they can, and, yeah. and Google photo is great.
0: I'm thinking about it the is. teeny little withdrawals that come out of my bank account several times a month for each member yeah. of my family's yeah. iCloud plan. Yeah. I can't even like lump it together.
2: So I think huh. I think even though I'm sure most of you listening at home are iPhone fans, this is good news for you because yeah. competition is great for the consumer. Right. And I actually really agree with Google's vision. And that's something that we're going to talk about, you know, Steve Jobs in a minute. But right. I don't think Apple necessarily lacks vision, but I haven't heard a coherent mission statement out of them like that. In for a while. A long time. And this is a coherent mission statement. And I think he's right. I think that we're living in an AI world. And I think that it's g- going to become less and less about the specs in your phone and more and more about how smart is your AI? How much can your phone do for you without you even having to ask it? And and how does that integrate with your entire home and your entire workplace? And all of these things are going to start integrating in ways that are going to be
0: awesome. Right. And the thing is, you know, because I was talking with uh, the editor-in-chief, Donna Cleveland, um, about setting up HomeKit stuff and smart home stuff, and the effort that it takes to integrate it with everything else and it's not really smooth and it's almost like you know I could just turn a light switch on and off I don't need to like <laughs> spend two hours figuring out these smart light bulbs right? right and so i feel like if someone can really make that seamless and perfect and easy in the same way that just like you know yeah. setting up an iphone it just works that I, would be huge
2: i had a friend make fun of me the other day cuz they were over at my house and i wanted to turn on the fan and it's plugged into a smart plug and so i'm sitting there just screaming at siri turn <laughs> fan <laughs> on siri but like siri was connected to a bluetooth speaker on the other side of the room and couldn't hear me oh <laughs> and so God. i'm just like i thought it was gonna be so cool of like <laughs> check this out and it was just like the dumbest thing in the world oh, just screaming man. in my phone to turn a fan on that i could have just walked up
0: yeah. <laughs> i'm so glad i'm not the only person who has that problem with siri like
2: oh, well and what's so funny about it is when it's plugged into a smart plug like that like my fan is set to on, and so it turns on or off based on whether the plug is giving it power. So there was no way for me to turn it on other than to sit there and try to yell at my phone. Like it so would have been easier you can to turn swipe my fan up
0: and... and use the like HomeKit part of the control center. Yeah, what about that?
2: Uh, okay, they, there were ways. <laughs> there were ways. But you just wanted to
0: be cool and just tell your fan to turn on.
2: I actually didn't even think about HomeKit. I'm so I'm still not used to HomeKit. <laughs>
0: yeah. So for the future, try it out. Let us know. Yeah, so final
2: <laughs> verdict, final thoughts on this. Also, curious to hear you guys' thoughts on this. I've been reading up on it all morning. Yeah, I've been geeking know- out on it. So. Yeah, Yeah. Um, I'm not convinced in looking at Google Pixel. I didn't see anything about it that was necessarily better than the iPhone. I don't know right. that we should all be rushing out to buy it. It certainly wasn't worse, though. It. it I personally love iOS and that's something that I should right. not be taken lightly. When we talk about phones and we compare cameras and we compare other things, iOS is an, an operating system that is so easy to use, right. so well maintained. The App Store is great and right. and so it's still Android in all of its bugginess, in all yep. of the like annoying things that Android has. And so I don't I'm not going to rush out and buy one. I love my mm-hmm. iPhone and I didn't see anything that convinced me otherwise. But I saw that Google's taking this seriously.
0: Right. right. I think I'm with you, David. Um, I've used Android before. Granted, it was a while ago. Um, I I don't want to put a huge amount of attention. Clearly, I'm lazy if I don't even <laughs> want to set up light bulbs. But I don't want to put a huge amount of time and attention personalizing exactly how my OS works, which Android really lets you do in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. I just want it to work in a really convenient way. Mm-hmm. And iOS does that really well. But I'm definitely keeping an eye on this whole development. I think it's exciting. Yeah.
2: I will say this. The irony in this, and we're going to talk about Steve Jobs, the five-year anniversary of his death. In, in some ways, this is a complete validation of Steve Jobs' whole philosophy. He mm-hmm. came out and he said, we're going to integrate hardware and software, and we're going to make one device that integrates both, Mm-hmm. And Microsoft said, nope, we're going to build an operating system for everybody and, no. in terms of Windows versus Mac OS. Android then came out and said, we're going to give this to everybody. And now Google is and in, in Microsoft are both saying, y'all are messing this up. Yeah. We're going to do it ourselves. It's
0: interesting because that's usually Apple's role. They usually take someone else's awesome idea and say, you guys aren't doing this well. We're going to like perfect it and kick your ass. Oh, this is a PG rated podcast. are going to your butt. I think we're allowed to say ass. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: well, a- Apple does a good job kind of taking other people's innovations. But their core philosophy has always been this. And their competitor's core philosophy has always been, we're not going to integrate hardware and software. We're going to do one or the other. Mm -hmm. And really, Apple's philosophy, in my opinion, has won out. I don't see anybody out there anymore who is excited about producing hardware without software or software without hardware. Even Samsung is taking Android and forking it For their own use in a million different ways, right?
0: Because you know, just like we're saying that it's not necessarily the iPhone as much as iOS, right? Like it doesn't matter how awesome your hardware is if the software that you use to run it is annoying or Mm -hmm. doesn't do what you want it to do, exactly.
2: And I think the next stage in where Google has an advantage in some ways in their new vision is it's going to be less about iOS and more about the whole operating ecosystem. So how your phone interacts with your home, interacts with your computer, interacts with your office, all of that needs to be harmonized into one holistic system. And Apple's still pretty fragmented. They have handoff and stuff like that, but it's tough.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I feel like Google really has an advantage because... It's already software, like, even though I don't use Android on my phone, um, you know, Google is, like, in every part of my life, mm-hmm. you know, it's yeah. it's already, like, it's on, I'm signed into Google on my home computer and my work computer and in my phone, and so there's already, like, so much integration going on, even though, you know, I'm not really, like, yeah. super mm-hmm. bought into that whole thing. I've just gradually <laughs> ended up there.
2: Mm-hmm. I think... I know, I keep saying last point and then make another point, but clearly I'm excited. Uh, I think when we look back at this announcement in five to ten years, the the device that was announced is gonna be the most significant was Google Home. I think Google mm-hmm. Pixel is a perfectly good phone, but it's it's a it's a phone. It's a smartphone like any other. Right. Google Home, and granted Android be, or sorry, Amazon beat them to it is going to be the controller for an entire ecosystem for your house. We're going to have them in our office. If if they're right that AI is the future, we need devices like Google Home to be able to control the AI. And so I right. think that's going to be become a really critical part of an entire ecosystem, as opposed to just right. a novelty product that you can speak to a yeah. speaker.
0: iPhones are, I mean, not iPhones, but smartphones are basically a mature product category mm-hmm. whereas the whole smart home thing is definitely still evolving right. and so if if you end up really bought into a particular smart home ecosystem then you'll probably end up getting that phone that goes with it or mm-hmm. anything else so yeah, i think i think you're right that this is a really smart place for them to be focusing
1: there's still so much room to make it better, too. Oh, God, yeah. There's so, so much room. <laughs> We're just at the beginning because
0: it's terrible it's still now. Free it's game, so free game. Go for it. Google has the
2: advantage, too, of owning Nest. Uh, right. And yeah. Nest, and they have Dropcam and all that. And those are great products that really help. And it's interesting now looking back because they recently fired Tony Fidel, who was the person who invented Nest and was leading hmm. their hardware department. Hmm. And now it makes sense because they're really going all in in hardware and they, they may have had a vision that was broader than Tony Fidel's right. nest
0: thermostat. Right. All right. So this is super interesting, but we do have to move yes. along so we can have yes. the... We have a whole <laughs> podcast here. <laughs> um, today is the fifth anniversary of Steve Jobs' death. And so I really... And this is what really why David joined us, because I think out of all of us, he's really been sort of following and thinking about the legacy of Steve Jobs and...
2: I wake up every morning and spend at least 10 to 20 minutes just thinking about the legacy
0: of Steve Jobs. Exactly. So yeah, Sarcasm
1: in case you can't get that through a podcast. It's really only about three to five minutes.
0: <laughs> Believe it or not,
2: you can hear sarcasm in a podcast, I think. <laughs> it's not the same as texting, Connor. Um, whatever.
0: <laughs> so, so, yeah, I mean, how do you think Apple under Tim Cook has really – Maintained that legacy, furthered it, diverged from it. Like what's your take on things five Mm -hmm. years out?
2: Mm -hmm. It's a tough question. Um (laughs) it's
0: totally, you know, really specific and just a small topic. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Uh
2: I I don't know how different the products would be under uh Steve Jobs as opposed to Tim Cook. I think every time any product that comes out that there's a, any feature we don't like about it now, we like to say, well, Steve Jobs never would have done that. Right. Um, Steve Jobs made plenty of products that were mediocre. There were always things about his, even the greatest products he put out that we didn't love. And it's impossible to say how different it would be. I think what I missed the most, though, and it relates to what we were talking about with Google, was his clarity of vision for the industry. Yeah. Um, right. Whenever he talked, when he introduced the iP- iPhones and introduce the iPads, he introduced them in a way that put the entire technology in context. Where again, it's I've been I've been bashing Samsung a little bit apparently. Where it's like they'll stand up and they'll say, "We have a new phone, and guess what? It has a better camera." Yeah, and that feels a little bit like what iPhone does these days. And I think right. I don't know if Tim Cook lacks the clarity of vision, or he just lacks the clarity of communication for that vision. But I don't feel the same. Uh, clarity of vision coming from apple right.
0: sometimes you know when i watch these apple announcements and see their products like it's clear they're really focusing on ma- integrating siri more and really going after like the whole home thing and so they seem to have a vision but they really don't communicate it at all and so it's kind of hard to get excited because mm-hmm. you're just like oh more pixels in the phone like different sizes oh a new color and it's like That's not as exciting as... That's not what Apple stood for. Well, then it's
1: that golden circle of information. Do you know what I'm talking about? Where it's like the what, why, and how. And you you should start with the... I think it's the why and then go out instead Mm. of the what and Mm. go in. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And I feel like Apple, with Steve Jobs, it was very much like here's the why and here's the how and this is what you're going to buy for all of that. But now it's like what... The processor, the camera, all of this, and that why is missing. Them. The
2: why was to is to explain the new product, as opposed to we came we started with the why and then came with a product that solved a problem. Right. Um, and it was interesting because I for the next issue of iPhone Life that we just went to print with, it's our holiday buyers guide iphonelife.com subscribe. I don't know if y'all get as many plugs in there as I do. So I'm going to sneak them in as long as I have the mic in front of me. Go for it. (laughs) Um, so I wrote an article for it talking about the, um, the headphone jack. And I went back and I, I found this old clip of Steve Jobs talking about their decision to switch from, um, to not handle flash. From back in the day right and it was almost word for word what uh Phil Schiller said about the headphones and it takes courage to make these decisions
0: but Phil Schiller didn't pull off that courage thing as well as Steve Jobs would
2: that was exactly it the way Phil Schiller Mm. did it it made it sound self-serving the way uh Steve Jobs spoke he just had this ability to A, communicate so clearly and authentically, and B, talk about it in terms of an entire industry. And, you know, he just, what he said in the quote was that was so relevant now was, you guys are paying us to make decisions like this, to decide what is no longer the best technology, and to not inc- only include technology that's on the ascendant and that takes courage and it, if people don't like it they won't buy our products and that it'll all work out hmm. and it was like uh, the way he said it and you can you can go put up watch this video we'll, we'll link to it in the podcast article iphone life.com podcast
0: please remind me about that or uh, i'll yes, forget i will <laughs> uh
2: it just to me was such a good example because it was almost the exact argument that Phil Schiller made now, but it just made me miss Steve Jobs so much because he just had this clarity of communication and vision.
0: Yeah, yeah. So that's so. Any kind of like final parting thoughts on what do you see ahead for Apple um, without Steve Jobs? I mean, I really like Tim Cook. I think he's really great. And I like a lot of what he's done, but he's clearly not a Steve Jobs. So what do you... No one is, to be fair. <laughs> yes. Right. And, you know, Steve Jobs picked Tim Cook. He clearly mm-hmm. saw something he really thought was good for Apple.
2: But in the biography, is interesting because Tim Cook and Steve Jobs were really close. And mm-hmm. uh, Tim Cook actually deserves a lot of credit for turning Apple around, even in the Steve Jobs era. Uh, mm-hmm. He's just a master of supply chain management. And he's really a great businessman a great leader of apple but what what steve jobs said the one knock on him he's not a product guy
0: well here's the thing like you really need both like i don't i doubt steve jobs really great vision for the industry could have been realized without someone doing the sort of like practical nitty-gritty like logistics of it like steve I mean, Tim Cook is really good at. Mm -hmm. But you can't, there's no point in being, like, really good at all of those logistics if you don't have, like, the vision that needs your skills. Mm -hmm. Here's my last thought on the subject
2: matter. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I think that industries are only reinvented every so often. Like, Steve Jobs, as brilliant as he was, was a product of an era. He was a product of, he came of age in in the time when personal computers were coming up. You know, he took the technology for the mobile phone, and he decided to reinvent it. I don't. I haven't seen a ton of new opportunities to reinvent industries in the same way since his right. passing. So I think the jury, in my opinion, is still out on Apple and still out on Tim Cook, and I think we are coming into this new era, and this is to tie these two topics together, mm-hmm. the era of AI, the area of home automation, mm-hmm. uh, I think automated cars, uh, all of these areas, virtual reality, those areas that Google basically is on the forefront of now. And the question is, does Tim Cook and the, rem- and the rest of Apple have the ability to remain at the cutting edge of wherever technology is at the cutting edge as opposed to just keep putting out cool iPhones? Because right. iPhones are great, but they're becoming a mature product. And can Apple reinvent a new industry in the way that Steve Jobs always has? And I don't know.
0: Yeah. yeah. All right to be decided <laughs> thanks for joining us for the news David thanks uh, guys that was fun <laughs> so next let's move on to what Connor you're looking at the script
1: we're, <laughs> we're gonna talk about <clears throat> complaints and learning <laughs> great what well, are you one last thing
2: about? before I, before I leave <laughs> you guys I'm. I would love to hear all of you guys' insights on yes. on Steve Jobs. Any personal stories you have about interacting with Steve Jobs? I know Steve was just famous for mm. interacting with all of his customers over the years, and just what your thoughts are about Apple in a post Steve Jobs world. So send us an email at podcast at iphonelife dot com.
0: And if we like your email, we'll read it. Online. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Even if we don't like it, if you say if you say relevant things, we'll read it. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, it, I it doesn't have to be nice or agree with us. You can disagree with us. If you make us. a really good point,
0: yes. even if it's that we're totally wrong, yes. we'll, we'll yes. share it. <laughs> All right. Thanks, David. So let's move on to complaints and learning. So what's your big complaint today, Sarah? Um, I don't really have a complaint. Uh, you know, iOS 10 has basically been fine for me once I finish, figured out how to fix the Messages app, which we'll get into later yeah. when we get to our main theme. Um, but iOS 10 is really set up to uh, really encourage you to use 3D touch. Mm -hmm. And so there's a feature that I've known about for a long time, but I haven't really been using until recently, and I wanted to share it with with our listeners. And so that's um, when you're doing, when you want to contact someone either by message or call them or FaceTime them, um, you don't have to, if you're in a, app or a place that lets you see, you know, if you have a picture of the contact, you'll see just a little circle with their face. But if you don't, then you'll just see like a little circle with their initials. If you 3D touch that circle, it will just bring up a whole list of ways you can contact them Hmm. depending on what contact information you have for them so if you only have their phone number you'll pretty much just get the option to call them or message them but if you have other contact information saved for them you'll get a longer list of options so if you 3d touch that circle anywhere it appears in any app where it might appear yeah. then you can just instantly choose those things without having to open up. Say you're in the messages app, but you want to call them right. or email them or FaceTime them. You, you don't have to like get out of that app and go open a different app. So that's really handy, and I've been using it a lot. And so I thought I'd just share that with our readers. Yeah, that's cool. I didn't Not know our readers, that. our listeners. <laughs> what about you, Connor?
1: So mine is a complaint because my Yahoo Mail account on both my iPhone and my computer has been asking for my password every day, sometimes multiple times a day. Huh. And it's driving me a little bit nuts.
0: Have you tried deleting the Yahoo account from your phone and then re-adding it? It's a pretty simple that, process. That will be our solution. Um, we do, I do have a solution to it, but oh, was I, that your solution? That's totally the solution. Oh, <laughs> there <laughs> you go, cool. troubleshooting on the spot.
1: Yeah, and it's it's one of the um, iOS ten problems and fixes. It's for other people. It's not always that they keep having to re-enter the password. It's also that it tells them their password is incorrect oh, when it most annoying. certainly isn't. Um, so, if you have any problems with the mail app. The recommended solution is to just go into your settings, delete all of your mail accounts, and then re-log in to all of them. all
0: of them, or just the ones you're having problems with?
1: Okay, so I was thinking just the ones that I was having problems with, but as soon as I did it for just Yahoo, suddenly Google was having a problem.
0: But what if it's your iCloud account? You can't really delete that.
1: Your SOL as
0: they say in Texas. <laughs> All right. So let's just hope it's not your iCloud app. <laughs> okay. So um, those were our complaints and learning. Let's move on to gear. This week yeah. we're going to focus on iPhone 7 accessories, and I'm just going to let Connor uh, <laughs> take the lead on that one because I haven't really – I haven't gotten an iPhone 7 yet, and I haven't really yeah, researched we need
1: to the gear. we to our SEO about that. You our CEO? <laughs> Jesus. Okay, iPhone 7 gear. Um, One of the things that I I found that I just got in the mail that's, I think, a perfect solution for people who still want to use their wired headphones with an iPhone 7 and also would like to charge their phones. It's called the Griffin iTrip Clip. And it's a little clip that has, like, play, pause, skip, backward, all of that, Um, clips onto your belt or shirt, And then you plug your wired headphones into it and pair this little device with your iPhone. And then suddenly your wired headphones are now Bluetooth headphones.
0: I was pretty excited about this one because I actually plug my phone in via a headphone jack into my car stereo. Right. I don't have a Bluetooth stereo in my car. And and the cool thing about this, even, you know, like, Changing songs on your phone while you're driving is a little distracting. I don't it's like true. to do it. I always forget that I could say, hey, Siri. Me too. Um, oh, look, I just activated, hey, Siri. Um, <laughs> so I like this because it's, you know, it's like a little thing with like really obvious like backward and forward exactly. and pause and play buttons. And so I think even with my iPhone 6S, which I will have for a little bit longer, i um, that it's really a handy solution if you forget to use Siri, and because yeah. you, know, you don't have to look at anything, you just hold it in your hand, and you can keep a hand on the steering wheel. And, exactly. So yeah, I
1: think it'd also be good for runners too, for the same kind of reasons.
0: Right. It's kind of awkward to run. I have Bluetooth headphones that I run with. Um, well, they're not. They're like the little earbuds that like hook over my ears. Right. Um, it. I find it doesn't it's kind of awkward to be like reaching up and trying to like click yeah. the right number of times to skip a song or exactly, you know, like you just want to focus on your running. Right. And that's just like one click away right there at your belt. Exactly. All right. So any other cool, uh, like what about, you know, a lot of people are getting the seven plus. It's a much more popular size than previous plus models. Yeah. Um, any, but those are bigger. And if you know, maybe not as easy to hold on to just because of the size, like any good protective cases for that?
1: Yeah, we're going to publish a protective case article this afternoon so you can see the full list. But I just recently discovered um, Ghost Tech, and I might be late on this, but I really like their protective case. Really? I want to request one from them. Um, It has a clear back, which is something that you don't see a whole lot with your... Protective waterproof cases, mm. so I like that illusion of like still being able to see your your device, and it has uh, aluminum an aluminum frame, and you can get it in multiple colors. It just has a very like classic
0: classy look to it. It's not super bulky. It's not super bulky. That's the problem with protective cases on a Plus model is right. They make them huge, and if you're
1: really considered about bulk, um, I would look up Hit Case. They have they have a pretty new um, iPhone case that they're calling the Shield, and it's different than any waterproof case I've seen before. Because you know how typically with these waterproof cases, you need some sort of key to like unlock it and like snap it off. Mm. This it peels off. It's like this weird um, suction that happens. But it's
0: for multiple uses. Like the the suction will yeah. break down. Yeah, interesting. Now, if you're not so concerned about a protective case, but want to maybe just combine with like a glass screen protector and minimize the bulk, I really like peel cases. Mm, They feel super cheap because they're just this very, very thin, basically plastic. Yeah. But it basically, you know, covers the sides and the back of your phone. And so it protects it from scratches. If you drop your phone, it's not really going to protect it. So definitely use a glass screen protector. You should anyway. They're awesome. Yeah. But it will it will give us sort of protection from just the day to day scratches right. and uh, it's not as quite as slippery as just your phone itself. Right. So um, something to look into if you want the seven plus, but not the bulk of a protective case.
1: And if you're looking for like personalized, cute cases um, with drop protection, check out Casetify, C A S E T I F Y. They have Tons of designs, and most of their cases offer, I think, drop proof up to, like, three feet or something like that. So that's yeah. a good option, too.
0: Yeah, and I, as far as I keep going on about the glass screen protectors, so I wanted to recommend a couple brands. Yeah. I'm using Zag right now. I really like them. Yeah. Uh, Bodyguards also makes some really good ones. Those I think are probably the two favorite I've used. I to agree. Um, and it's actually really important with a glass screen protector. Um, my daughter recently had an experience with a screen protector where it actually was really interfering with the touch sensitivity of her phone. She wow. actually, we thought she'd broken her phone and then realized it had started after we put the protector on. So she took it off and all of a sudden her phone was working. So you really Whoa. do... You know, they're not cheap, so you want to get one that's really good It'll and last. and won't, yeah. Like, uh, I believe Zag has a two-year warranty, so that's good, because if you break yeah. it, they'll replace it. So that, so, um, and that's definitely cheaper than replacing oh, your phone yeah. screen. So it's worth investing in a good glass screen protector if you're going to do it, mm-hmm. and you should. I agree. All right. Any other gear you want to recommend, Connor?
1: Um, I don't think I have anything off the top of my head, but if you want to go to iPhoneLife.com and click on gear, we have a couple of articles that are pretty recent. One being, uh, iPhone 7 accessories you need in your life. Um, this kind of covers the headphone jack being gone, screen protectors, cases to consider. So check that out. Oh, also headphones. And then this afternoon we're going to publish the roundup of iPhone 7 and 7 Plus protective cases. Right.
0: And I'm, I'll put links to those in our uh, podcast blog co- blog post. If you go to iphonelife.com slash podcast, yeah. you'll be able to uh, see a link to most of the gear and articles that we've talked about. And, I mean, I, in the news section, we talked about uh, like a magazine article. You'd have to subscribe to the magazine or buy it right. um, at a bookstore or something. So. But most of the articles you'll be able to read online. Right. All right. So moving on to our main topic, uh, iOS 10 uh, bugs and fixes.
1: Yes. So, dun, dun, dun.
0: Every time a new iOS comes out, there's bugs and there's fixes, fortunately. Thank goodness. So uh, first of all, if your headphone, if your uh, lightning jack is not working for audio, Make sure you're using iOS 10.02. Yeah.
1: Oh, they just recently fixed that one.
0: Right. Cool. So, but otherwise we have fixes for some of the more common problems people are having. Right.
1: I think the biggest complaint that I've heard about is battery drain. Hmm. That seems to be one that's, we're we're doing a poll right now. And I think it's some like 56% of people are having problems with that. So yeah, I am. Yeah, I am as well, and so is our boss. <clears throat> so I'm going to give you four different tips specific to iOS 10 that you can do, and then we'll have a link at iPhoneLife.com.
0: iPhoneLife.com <laughs> slash podcast? Is that <laughs> yes, what you're saying?
1: that's what I'm saying, so you can t- check out even more. First off, uh, Raise to Wake is a cool feature in iOS 10, but if you're walking around with your iPhone a lot or picking it up a lot, That's naturally going to drain power. You can turn it off if you'd like by opening up settings, tapping display and brightness, and then toggle off raise to wake.
0: I'm so conflicted. I think we talk about this in everyone, but I'm conflicted. It's handy and it's annoying. Yeah. So I I, I can't decide yet whether I want it off or I'm going to continue to use it. I agree. So other tips for reducing battery drain?
1: Tip number two is reduce the number of lock screen widgets you have. That's a a cool feature because when you, you know, raise to wake your phone, you can swipe right and open up your widget screen. Right. But if you have a lot of widgets, that's taking up battery power, keeping them up to date.
0: So how how do you reduce, how do you turn off some of those widgets?
1: So you can remove some widgets by opening up the widget screen, scroll down to the very bottom and tap, edit and then when you get to the edit page you'll have to unlock your phone Um, you'll see red circles next to each widget you have tap the red circle tap remove and it'll
0: right so just limit those widgets to ones you actually use exactly exactly Um, and then the last
1: two are things that we've always recommended the first one is turn off background app refresh and this literally if you have um, apps open in the background, they will continue to refresh so that when you open them, the most recent stuff is there. Right. But you don't need that. Like if you have Wi Fi and all of that, it'll refresh when you open it. So to turn off background app refresh, go to settings, tap general, select background app refresh, and turn that sucker off.
0: Cool. And then I, you have one more tip?
1: Yeah, last but not least, use low power mode. I'm pretty sure Apple will address the battery drain issue in an update soon enough. Uh, so until then, use that low power mode.
0: Right. And actually, one thing I want to say about this bug and pretty much every other problem you may encounter, every time a new iOS comes out, even though they have the betas now, right? Um, there will be bugs. And so the important thing to do is, one, Keep an eye out for updates mm-hmm. um and update right away because well, maybe not right away, give it twenty-four right. hours, to see if it right. introduces worse bugs, but then update right away um because it will usually those updates are usually specifically to address the bugs that come. Mm-hmm. And also update your apps because yes. sometimes it's it's some app that's not, you know, working properly with the new iOS, and once it's updated, it will stop draining your battery. Right. So, you know, just as an overall uh, bug fix. Just keep your apps and iOS up to date. Alright, so what's the uh, another bug?
1: The next uh, common bug I've been seeing people have is Wi-Fi and Bluetooth connectivity issues. Um, this can be just it not connecting to Wi-Fi or Bluetooth or it cutting out. I know for me, my Bluetooth speaker headphones have been cutting out a little bit. Mm. So if this is a problem, you can reset your network settings. And all that will do is it'll re- reconfigure all of that, and the only thing that you'll really notice that you have to do differently is re-enter all your Wi-Fi passwords when you go to connect. So it's not like resetting Maybe your make sure you
0: know that. for sure what your Wi-Fi password is before you exactly. <laughs> reset.
1: Exactly. Um, so to do that, you can open up settings, go to general, scroll to the very bottom of general, tap reset, and then select reset
0: network settings. And that should cool. help that. I have done this before, and I found it really helpful for fixing uh, Wi-Fi issues I was having. Yeah. So other um, bugs?
1: Yeah. Um, I actually helped a friend with this
0: one the other day.
1: You know, the iMessage effects that are really interesting, I guess. Yeah. I send it, Have any of you sent fireworks and confetti to your friends yet?
0: I do. I send them to Donna Cleveland, our editor-in-chief, just <laughs> to, like, bother her. (laughs) Yeah, I I do that to my friend Susie. I send her them just to be like,
1: poke, poke, poke
0: here. Um, So
1: if that's not working for you, there's two different reasons that it could be not working. One is if you have reduced motion turned on. Now, reduced motion is good for saving battery life because all these little animations that help the iPhone have this smoother flow experience are turned off when reduced Motion is turned on.
0: Right, because redu- because the all those be- effects mm-hmm. use battery. Exactly. So
1: if you would like to use those effects and don't mind the battery power, you can turn off Reduce Motion by opening Settings, tap General, select Accessibility, select Reduce Motion, and toggle it off. Now, if that doesn't fix it... It fixed it for me. Cool. It did not fix it for my friend Susie. And I was like, what? So then I had to go on a quest to see what else she could do. And it turned out to be a really simple solution. Just turn iMessages off and back on. That's all it <laughs> That's took. That's pretty
0: much like anytime something tech doesn't work, just turn it off and turn it back exactly, on. Exactly. 90% of the time, that will fix it.
1: So if you want to do that, go to Settings, Messages, toggle off iMessage, toggle it back on.
0: So there's one more thing that's not really a bug, but it's right. bugging people, which yes. is the whole uh, like iOS 10 home button thing now. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I've complained before that you even like look at the Touch ID thing <laughs> and your phone unlocks. And what if you wanted to use your lock screen? Right. And so Apple kind of, I guess, fixed that because right. they really like made it possible to do a lot more things from your lock screen. But now people who just want to quickly unlock their phone are finding that they have to like press their home button multiple times and, it, and it's just annoying. So right. what should they do in that case?
1: So if you would rather go back to the old um, iOS 9 home button, which basically means like let's say you have raise to wake on and you lift it up, you put your thumb on touch ID, it'll unlock. So when you do this, you shouldn't need to tap your home button at all. Um, so to turn that back on, go to settings, tap general, select accessibility, Um, tap home button and then find rest finger to open and turn that on.
0: Now, yeah, that will turn it off completely. So if you really dislike it, that's a good solution. Right. I actually like being able to access my lock screen sometimes without unlocking my phone. Yeah. So one thing I've been finding works pretty well is um, I actually, I I just, I press the home button and then I just leave my thumb there. And if you do that, Instead of like, because you used to, it used to just read your thumbprint immediately and unlock, but if you just leave it there, it will, it will unlock your phone. Right. So, and, and pretty quickly. So you won't have to like do multiple pressings and get annoyed. Yeah. I like that myself too. So, yeah. So if you like the lock screen features, but find the, the new home button annoying, try that before you turn the whole thing off. Right. All right. So do we have any other bugs we want to talk about? We talked about the... Uh, the mail app. Right. The mail app not working in in our complaints and learning. So if you have any bugs that you have encountered that we didn't cover, you can email us at podcast at iPhoneLife.com. Hmm. And um, if we have a solution, we may share it yes. in the podcast. And if you like our tips, you can go to iphonelife.com slash daily tips to subscribe to them. Um, that's free. And if you want more in-depth stuff and like the idea of reading, say, David's article, um, you can go to iphonelife.com subscribe or do the whole insider thing and go to iphonelife.com insider to subscribe. And that concludes the 43rd episode of the iPhone Life podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening to us. And if you did, please share it with your friends and rate our show. Yeah. Thanks a lot, everyone. Bye.